Welcome to the official podcast of the Love Times 2 Project. Change the culture and the politics will follow. Here is your host, Mike Victor. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Glad you could join us today. For everyone listening in, we have two very special guests uh, that are going to be on today. They've been on a previous episode, and I'm so glad to have them back uh, because we have a topic that is very timely. We're going to have to dive into, and and really, we have to address this uh, as we look at uh, showing passion for moms and babies through the Love Them both concept and and really through the love times two project and everything that that is encompassed with that well that compassion also has to extend to everyone who has had an experience with abortion and is seeking healing and jack and sheila harper with save one are with us today this is their ministry and we have really some things to talk about that are front page news right now so jack and sheila welcome back to the podcast well, thank, thank you. you. We're yes. so happy to be here. Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. Well, hey, let's start out here for those who may have not heard the when you were on, on a previous episode. Tell us about Save One and tell us about how that all came into being and why this is a real passion for both of you. Well, we uh, uh, Save One is a nonprofit organization. We've been around for 23 years and we help men, women, and families recover after abortion. And we do that through three Bible studies that we've written for women, for men, and for family members and loved ones. And this whole idea, this whole uh, nonprofit organization was born out of my own abortion pain from an abortion I had at 19. And I just hated myself. I wanted to die after that. And I started just abusing drugs and alcohol. I attempted suicide during this seven-year period that my life just kind of went off the rails. And then I finally found my way to a Bible study, a lot like the one Save One offers now, and it just completely changed my life. And I, I realized the freedom that comes from from dealing with this part of your past, getting it out in the open, allowing Jesus to heal it, and then you can walk free from it. And I wanted other people to know. And so uh, in 2000, we started Save One and we've expanded since then. At first we were just reaching women and then we started reaching men and they started asking to go through the women's Bible study, which was crazy. Kind of a shock to us that a man would want to go through a women's Bible study. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, the pain there for a man to say, Hey, could I go through that Bible study with you guys? Mm-hmm. And so the first participant that came through, his name's Timothy. He tells his story. So he he went through, came out, started telling people within the church what had happened. And then we had another man go through. And mm-hmm. so we had been handing them a pink book with flowers on it and telling them to change the pronouns. And we realized that men deserve more than that. And that's how the men's portion came along. That's right. And so it's, we've just kind of expanded since then. And now we have nearly 400 chapters in 28 nations around the world. So it's been amazing to see. So you guys are like traveling a lot and are quite busy, right? Yes, we are. (laughs) We're usually at a different church every, every Sunday. And I know that when you first looked at forming Save One and you looked around and you saw not only from your own hearts, how this was important to you. 
I have to believe that when you when you founded Save One and you looked around at everything that was available, you saw a huge gap that was out there. Is that is that accurate to say? And is that gap closing? Certainly it is through Save One, but is that gap closing for those who need healing to find healing? Well, I, I want to say that it is because uh, we're in these circles all the time. So it's like we're ensconced in it. So it seems like people are finding us, but it, it, there's always room for more because there are so many people out there who need this kind of after abortion care that that we need more ministries. We need more people out there doing this work. And so that's why it's been a passion for us to start chapters in churches and pregnancy centers so they can offer abortion recovery right there in their community. And as far as when we started, I don't know if I really saw a gap. I just was doing what God told me to do. And mm-hmm. so I just started walking through open doors and and it just kind of developed from there. I wish I could say I, you know, I did all this market research and found, <laughs> but I, I didn't. I just started no. working and God showed me. Well, hey, I'm glad that both both of you. Uh, took that step forward that you felt God's tug on your heart to do this. At that point, the market research kind of goes out the window anyway. If God's calling you in to do it, you jump in and do it. But, you know, we're in a culture right now, especially in the United States, where abortion is front and center. It has always been been to some degree you know, a hot topic in American politics and within American culture and so forth. But now that has really ramped up to a new level. And that's really what I want to talk with both of you about today and just get some get some feedback from what you are seeing because Roe versus Wade was overturned on June 24th of 2022. So the entire world, it seemed like, was discussing abortion in all types of different contexts, because I know for myself, I was involved very heavily in a special session in the state of Indiana. There were multiple states that had referendums going on. Uh, There was no escaping from the issue of abortion, I guess, uh, starting after the reversal of Roe, because at nightly news, even now, if I go to something like Haystack News and I, and I look through headlines from around the country, I can almost guarantee that at least every other night, depending on how many channels that I'm, that I'm going to go and, and just kind of really quickly go through their news headlines, almost every other night, I'm going to find an abortion-related story that's going to be one of the top two or three stories on the evening news across the United States. So mm-hmm. it's still very much is, is right there. It's elevating to, to some extent, uh, even in, in how widely it's being discussed and addressed. I know that in just uh, hearing some conversations that, that we had just a few weeks back that you mentioned that both of you have seen a change that seems to be happening amongst those who are seeking healing after an abortion and some of the responses that are happening right now. So walk us through that. What what has changed since June 24th, 2022, when Roe fell? This has become front page news, top of the news feed on your smartphone or whatever it might be. Abortion is front and center. It's an inescapable issue now in American culture. How is that changing your ministry and those that you're ministering to? Well, two things come to mind. The first thing is a lot of times women will and men will have used the Supreme Court as an excuse or or an excuse. Yeah, as a justification, not as an excuse, but if the Supreme Court said it was okay, then it must be okay. 
And so they, they feel like there's something inside that's not right, but the Supreme Court said it was okay. And so now the Supreme Court has taken that off, that covering. And so they're kind of exposed, like, well, maybe it really was bad what I did. And so not, and like you said, everywhere you look on TV, on your newsfeed, on everything, there are so many articles and people talking about abortion and people fighting about abortion and legislating abortion. And so they can't get away from it. And so it, it kind of just opened that wound again that they had managed all these years. And now here it is exposed all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And so when we, when we, when Roe fell, which was a great day, but when Roe fell, we probably, if I had to guess, I would say our inquiries and book sales doubled. Mm-hmm. Because people were looking and needing help. And we would wake up to multiple emails in our inbox from the middle of the night, people Googling help, wanting help. And so it's just heartbreaking. But then the second thing that I think of is at that moment is now with chemical abortion, we have women and men having their own abortions in their home. And I don't want to get too graphic, but what is happening in these bathrooms, the stories that we're hearing now are so traumatic. They'll keep you up at night. They're horrible. What's happening in these bathrooms. And so used to when, you know, when I first started Save One, we would see women and men come to us who are middle-aged, who had their abortions 15, 20 years ago. Now it's two or three days ago. It's a month ago. It was within the last year because the trauma is so much greater. And it's not just for women because, I mean, they're turning into their own abortionist and they're having to make decisions in their bathroom of what to do with the the contents, with the child. Mm And so, and and the men aren't escaping this either. With surgical yeah. abortion, the family was kind of removed, but now they're right there with them. And and Jack is, has been dealing with men who have been just as traumatized. Yeah, and it's, it's it just takes the, everything to a new level. The the men are um, shocked. They are having a hard time understanding why they made that decision, why they participated. So. It really is just over the top. Mm-hmm. Then you add into that in, in states where it's legally uh, allowed uh, that we know now they're going to be retail pharmacies that are going to be carrying the abortion pill. Now, some states have laws that will prohibit that, but you have major retailers now that have already stepped out and said they're going to get certified to make the abortion pill available. So I have to think that's just going to add even an additional layer onto uh, everything that you just mentioned, because you're going to be able to go in, in a state where an abortion pill is allowed and just walk into the pharmacy and and get the abortion drug and then go home. And and certainly there's going to be a lot of impression in in a lot of women's minds, a lot of men's minds that this is, this is uh, taking an Excedrin type of thing where you take the pill and you know, there's no, uh, there's nothing physical that's going to happen or that you're going to really notice or see. Uh, But when you mentioned, you know, what's happening in uh, the bathrooms in these situations, I think of unplanned. I I can't get that, that scene and unplanned out of my head where, uh, right. Yeah, 
which that's playing Abby Johnson takes the abortion drug. And then you know, what I call the kind of the bleed out scene uh, that happens in that, you know, it, it's horrifying to watch a, a representation of that to try and put yourself into the role of a woman actually in that situation. Or Jack, as you've said, the men had said, Hey, this is a great thing. And then you have no idea, absolutely no idea what a wife or girlfriend is actually going to experience with all of this. There has to be an element of a shock factor to all of that. Exactly. And I think people without the education, like we have, because we work in this field, Without the education, they're thinking, oh, this will just be a little DIY project on Saturday and we'll get right back to life. And that's not at all what they're finding. What we're hearing is exactly what you said, that scene from Unplanned. That's what we're hearing over and over and over. The men having to whisk their or their girlfriend or wife off to the emergency room because they think she's bleeding to death. And so they're just as traumatized. They're trying to clean up their car. They're, you know, they're, like it just yeah. keeps going and going. And it is absolutely horrendous what is happening And I said the exact same thing when you said that about uh, taking Excedrin. I said when they started doing this, I said 16-year-olds are going to go into these pharmacies thinking it's uh, like ibuprofen. And what is this going to do to their their insides? What is it going to do to their their procreation abilities? You know, like that, oh, it's, it's just so frustrating and it makes me so angry because they're not the people who are marketing these aren't sitting in our office hearing the stories of the broken and devastated lives that we're having to help or that we have the honor of getting to help put them back together and it's just heartbreaking and the uh the whole issue with it being through the pharmacy or whatever that you know evil finds a way to be evil and you can actually order those drugs on the internet. You, it's for the states that have uh, outlawed abortion, you, people in those states, they can get online, they can order the drugs, and then they're doing that with no supervision from a doctor. They're out there by themselves, and it, I mean, it's a horrible situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're recording this actually in early March uh, today, actually in preparation for this interview. I noticed that a New York Times article just ran today talking about how uh, the abortion pill has dramatically changed the entire abortion discussion and debate. And I don't know if entirely it would be the right phrase on it, but certainly it's, I think nationally, uh, the abortion drug counts for about 54%. So it's definitely the majority of abortions and that's going to do nothing but ramp up continuously. It's very clear that in the abortion industry, this is sort of seen as uh, somewhat of the magic bullet for the abortion industry in that every poll I've ever seen, as long as I've been involved with this, the majority of people, uh, the later term you get with an abortion surgically, uh, the majority of people just are uh, opposed to that. Uh, but they've they've also noticed on the other side of that spectrum, the earlier that an abortion happens, in many cases, it tends to be out of sight, out of mind. So it's not as there's not as much 
opposition to an earlier abortion. So for those reasons, I think the abortion industry is really, we're just seeing the cusp of how much this is going to be promoted, expanded. I mean, it's horrifying to think the avenues that may open up for this. I mean, distribution actually in high schools and middle schools, yes. uh, you, you know, in, in states that might want to be allowing that to that extent. But frankly, the abuse factor that could come into play with this, and very few people are talking about this, but guys, that get hold of abortion drugs. It's not going to be that difficult to slip that in on exactly. a girlfriend that you, that you suspect is pregnant, and you want to make sure that you know you're not you don't have to be a dad if that makes sense. That you don't. You know, right. And if she doesn't want to have the abortion, uh, there will be Jack, as you said, people with evil intent that will try to figure out a way. How can you slip that drug in? on a woman so she doesn't even know she's just ingested a drink maybe with the abortion drug ground up in it horrifying things that you could just see unfold with all of this yeah yes i feel like this caters to traffickers and pedophiles yes because it's so easy to cover up their crime if a girl were to get pregnant and so it's just it is horrifying horrifying is the word yeah. And, and culturally, um, there's another big discussion that we'll continue to have on this podcast, and I hope others will as well. And that is, as we look at where is the culture overall, uh, not only those who have had abortions or those who will have abortions, but just in general, where's the culture at on it? And I, I think it's a very, I think it's a very sad and dangerous statement that uh, a lot of our very well-known retail pharmacies are already making it clear in states that allow it, uh, they're going to have this available. And there's no doubt that in a very short time previous to this, they never would have touched it because it would have hurt their business. And I think it will hurt their business. I'm not saying it won't. But what concerns me is I don't think some of these retailers care that much that it may hurt some of their business because they see more the money they will make. And, And let's get you know, down to that too. It's it, follow the money. I mean, it's not just a, right. a political agenda for a retail establishment. It is a money maker. You get insurance involved. Uh, you get a lot of other things involved, and they're really seeing this as a as a money making thing. So, very sad topics all the way around. But for the purposes of today, uh, what I hope the listeners are are hearing is that the entire changed landscape of abortion since the overturning of Roe did not make the abortion issue go away. It hasn't made everything, it hasn't made anything just smooth sailing from here out. In fact, what you've just shared is that for those who are experiencing abortions or have experienced abortions, it's taken it to a whole new level of a need for help and recovery and somebody to reach out because there's a lot of hurting people out there. Uh, As we conclude and and get to the end of of this discussion, and I certainly would love to have you come back on and we'll talk about some other things in, in more detail as well. Listeners who are hearing this maybe for the first time, they're they're kind of putting two and two together and thinking, well, I thought the end of Roe would kind of solve all of this and it isn't. And I know from what you're explaining to me that Save One's going to need a lot of folks to come on board and and help support you as well. So what can listeners do, whether they are wanting to find out more about healing from their own abortion or more of what they can do to, to, to support Save One? What can listeners do? How can they connect with you? Uh, if they go to saveone.org, and that's all spelled out, S-A-V-E-O-N-E.org, we would love to have them. You can donate there. You can find help there. All of our books are listed there and, and any kind of help that they need to do with abortion recovery. 
we would absolutely love it. And all our contact information is on there as well. So if they have any questions or just want to talk to somebody, we would love to to talk to them. And this is on topic, but just a little bit off. Sheila and I, we love life. And we know that, you know, ever so often somebody will take that first pill uh, in that in those pills, those abortion pills, and then change their mind and Mm -hmm. not want to go through that process. And I just want to tell listeners out there about the abortion pill reversal network. And if you have somebody, if you run across somebody that has taken that first pill, but they haven't taken the second one, they can call 877-558-0333 and they can, they can uh, let them know what's going on and they will walk through the process and see if they can help that. Great information, Jack. Thanks for sharing that. And also, I just want to reaffirm for listeners, this is a space with Save One for healing for both women and men. And uh, Jack and Sheila, thank you for your time. Thank you for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Thank Thank you. you. We loved it. Thank you so much. Yes. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope that you've learned a whole lot uh, from today and that this really has you thinking maybe in different directions about uh, abortion healing and, and where the status of abortion is in the United States right now and why it is so important that we're working towards Christ centered culture change in our world today. We live in a very hurting world and this space is no different. In fact, it's, it's just a, it's a dark space for a lot of folks and there is definitely the need for Christ to impact lives here. So pray for save one, uh, pray for Jack and Sheila and the effectiveness of, of their ministry. Visit them at save one.org. Uh, hey, just a, a quick reminder, subscribe to this podcast on whatever format you're listening on, whether it's Apple or Spotify or iHeartRadio, whatever it might be. Uh, subscribe. That way you never miss an episode with this. Give us a review if you can. And never forget, change the culture and the politics will follow. Thanks for listening to the official podcast of the Love Times 2 Project. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And never forget, change the culture and the politics will follow.